This is The Space Shot, episode 170 for October 31st, 2017. Expedition 1 and Storytelling in the Space Age. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. On October 31st, 2000, a Soyuz capsule lifted off from the Baikonur Cosmodrome. Now, Soyuz launches have been a common occurrence for the last half century, but back in the year 2000, the Soyuz capsule that launched carried the crew of Expedition 1 to the International Space Station, starting something entirely different, a continuous human presence in space. NASA astronaut William Shepard and cosmonauts Sergei Krikalov and Yuri Gidzenko arrived at the station after a multi-day trip. Early crewed missions to the International Space Station used a standard flight path, which meant that the crew would spend multiple days in their Soyuz capsule before rendezvousing with the station. This is in stark contrast with the faster rendezvous technique that's been used more recently, which allows crews to reach the station after about six hours, faster than the road trip part of my vacation across the U.S. next week. On the 34th orbit, the crew had docked with the International Space Station. With the final docking checks completed, the crew opened the hatch on the 35th orbit around Earth, entering the station and officially marking the beginning of a continued human presence in space for nearly 17 years now. Once the crew was on the station, they dove right into their work and making themselves at home. I was reading through some of the log entries from Commander William, or Bill Shepard as he's known, and they provide a unique look into how busy life on the station was during the first few months of operation. I laughed a bit at one of his log entries from November of 2000, Quote, we take a break about 21.30 for some chow and to go through the care packages that we found on progress. The troops are pretty happy, and we have all of our loot, and the mail from home is great. Sergey got some excellent kielbasa. We test that right away. Cranked up the laptop, and we watched disc one of The Sixth Sense. We call it a night about midnight. Now, for those of you that don't know, the laptops on board the International Space Station are modified ThinkPads, and having owned a ThinkPad from the mid-2000s, I can tell you that cranking up the laptop to maximum volume usually doesn't elicit a drastic increase in volume. Instead, whoever was watching the video tended to move as close as possible to the laptop so you could hear the tinny and anemic speakers that IBM always seemed to cram into their laptops. Whatever the case may be, the crew was living and working in space. While I was reading through Shepard's logs, I got to thinking about a topic that I'm going to be exploring more in the coming months, and I want to detour today from talking about Expedition 1 and talk about storytelling instead. One of the things that I find interesting about the continued human presence in space is how we, as members of the public and as people in the space community, have interacted with astronauts and cosmonauts. When the space station was launched, this type of interaction wasn't really possible unless you had a ham radio. Back in the year 2000, I don't know about most of you, but I had dial-up internet at home, and doing something like watching the live stream of a rocket launch wasn't even on my radar, and now I can do that on my phone anywhere I have a cell signal. New technologies have opened up innovative ways for the crew of the space station to interact with people back here on Earth. 
This opens up new possibilities for how astronauts can share their stories all around the world. Astronauts can document what life is like in space, showing us everything from what it's like to eat to describing a repair procedure during a spacewalk. They can share their thoughts on current events that are taking place back here on Earth while bringing us a look at the work that they're doing on station. It's interesting to think about how astronauts, space agencies, and now private companies will use storytelling as we embark upon future missions. Private companies already use storytelling to shape the narrative around their achievements. Just look at Blue Origin and SpaceX. And that's not a bad thing. Companies have always tried to control their brand image through things like advertising. It will be interesting to see where these brands go in the coming decades, and also how governments adapt to this changing reality. Historians are going to debate about what is the most enduring legacy that the International Space Station leaves behind. I'd like to go on the record for this one. I think that human stories and the relationships that have been shared and developed over the lifetime of the station will leave the most enduring legacy. The relations between governments, between spaceflight enthusiasts, and between the astronauts and members of the public will all tell unique stories of spaceflight. Just look at Chris Hadfield's Space Oddity music video, or American astronaut Mike Massimo, who tweeted from space for the first time. The crews that live and work on the International Space Station have made space accessible to everyone. How we tell these stories and the ways we interact with people on and off Earth are transformational in a way that we don't fully appreciate just yet. Since you're here, why don't you let me know what you think of the podcast by leaving a review in iTunes. It takes just a minute to do that, and it makes a huge difference because it helps even more people find the show. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. Hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search The Space Shot or click the link in the show notes. Tomorrow, I'm going to be releasing the latest episode of the Cosmosphere podcast, so I'm actually going to share that episode here with everyone. If you haven't already subscribed to the Cosmosphere podcast, you really should do that. It's a pretty fun project I've been working on, and in the coming months, we're going to have even more stories about space history and the work that the Cosmosphere does. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.